Hello and welcome to this week's soundtrack of your life. This week on the show, we've got Killian Sloan. Killian is a life coach who helps women with PTSD to find joy in their lives. It was a wide ranging conversation as ever, talking about Queen in great length and how certain songs have linked to certain emotions in Killian's life as and when they appeared to almost kind of help her. And we talk about a number of bands that have come through in her life and also how they've changed the impact as they've gone on in her life. So as again, it was another wide ranging, fascinating conversation that could have gone on for longer. And if you want to be on the show, just check out the sign up link that is on the description or captions that you're reading or listening to this show or indeed even watching it. So without further ado, here's the show. Enjoy and feel supersonic. Hello, hello, and welcome to Soundtrack of Your Life. This is the show where we intersperse the stories in your life, so that's people, events, moments, scenarios, times, with the music in your life that you've come along the way with. So songs, albums, bands, soundtracks, theme tunes, adverts, whatever they may be. Because I think we've all got stories to tell when it comes to that kind of thing. And this is basically the show where you take the stage in the mic and share with us those stories and introduce yourselves to new music. So my guest on this week's show is Killian Sloan. So Killian is a life coach who helps women with uh, PTSD in their lives to help them find joy. And it's a great pleasure to have you on the show. Killian, welcome. Thanks for having me. It's great. It's great to have be on the show. No, no problem at all. So I say this show is literally about um, whatever you like, you know, whichever song or uh, story or whichever you'd like to start with. And it's really about just exploring, you know, where that connection came from, what it means to you. So if you just want to kick off with whatever song you or soundtrack album whichever you care to pick yeah so music basically for me has been a really really important part of my life it's basically there's songs and albums that basically guide you through certain moments so i've grown up with like so paul simon Van Morrison, U2, all of those big sort of classics. Um, but the one person that has pretty much guided me is, I don't know if you know the musical wait, uh, wait The Waitress on Broadway. Oh, no, I haven't heard that, no. With um, Sarah Barasilis. She wrote the song, I, it used to be me, She Used to Be Mine. Okay. Right. Um, and her basically her movements is all about her struggles and going through life, and it there's just music that just helps you. Just I guess her music just helps you guide. I don't know. Sorry, my train of thought has just gone. <laughs> That's all right. It's all good. I mean, well, I, I think. I was just saying the distinction that we make when we hear these songs for the first time. So you mentioned a few, you know, um, classic bands and you know certain musical. Yeah. I think it's just something that I think strikes at the emotion within us. And sometimes we take a little bit of time to define what that is, but we feel that connection 
straight away. So I don't know if it's similar for you. Yeah. So like for an example, I remember mm. for an example the song Gravity. All right. Um, from her, it's called it's called Gravity, and I remember I will always identify that until the day I found out I lost my best friend three years ago. So like you always sort of identify with certain events with certain songs so mm. brave is my anthem i listen from her i listen to it every morning it gets me through the day and like so there's just i don't know if it's the same with you but we all have songs or i guess albums that sort of without them in your makeup they wouldn't be there and that's sort of like me with music is that I could tell you every stage of my life of every major event, there's a song. Fantastic. That's exactly what the show is about. I mean, if you want, it's up to you what you share. Yeah, don't so, you? Um, for example, any Van Morrison song, I just think of my grandfather. Okay. Because it was his... Um, yeah, it was just his his man. He listened to it and living in Belfast from living literally a couple of doors down. I, I used to live from Cypress Avenue. I don't know if you know it. Um, Van Morrison wrote a song called Cypress Avenue from his home oh, wow. house. And a couple of years ago, he had a concert from his old house on the oh, main wow. street. And I lived four or five blocks behind him so you could literally open the window and just listen to a concert that's that amazing how did he manage to do a gig from his house i mean the setup must have been but um i think um he had it booked out but cypress oh. avenue is basically his street where he grew up and um where he lived and um, as i understand the story right but that whole area was his like he grew up in mm. So um, just opening the doors and hearing him do all his classics, um, like Philosopher's Stone and When the Leaves Blow and all like just, it was just like, and I was just sitting there at the window going, my grando would have, you know, absolutely loved this. Um, yeah, so... I'm all over the place today. I'm very sorry. That's uh, all right. All good. I mean, look, these, these they'll come back in time. You know, I always think that when the connections are this strong, it'd be like, no, which one do I begin with? Where am I going? So yeah, let me ask you, like, weird. when did you hear like Gravity for the first time? Like, do you remember that? Gravity was pretty much through. Yeah, I was four. Well, when did it come out? Sorry, I just need to check when it actually came out. That's all good. That's the thing. I, I'm not good with dates. Um, I think I was about 15. Yeah, I was about okay. 15, 16. Um, and I was at boarding school. I remember this clearly. I had a really bad day and mm. I, I got severely bullied at school. So okay. it was just like, I just sort of went out onto the patio looking over the school. I put my headphones on like a radio and the song just came on and I just, it was like, 
okay that's my song it so was... it feels like the song found you like you had just had yeah, the radio and like that's it yeah it was looking for it it wow. was literally i was just sitting there and it just came on um and you have those moments where songs just sort of you're not looking for them you don't know you're looking for them and then all of a sudden you're just sitting there going wow yes this is it like this song this singer could get me through some really horrendous stuff it's and a really was... it's a really like um uh, almost defining moment for yourself you say you, you, sometimes you don't expect these things to come along you know you know you might be on like a youtube or a spotify wormhole you know you heard one song that you've heard ages before and then you see the recommendations or whichever um and all of a sudden a truck comes on and makes you go well okay what was that um and it makes you f look for other songs of that ilk from that band or whatever and that's something how you discover um the songs like that you know that the 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 guests i've had so far on the show have all echoed that same sentiment you know i heard uh, this song which led me to this album which led me to this band which led me to this other band it yeah. just, it's like a chain reaction and it was like a it's a chain like you said it is a chain reaction where you're just like sitting there going okay wow and then you google that person and then you see all the other stuff that they're involved with and just even outside of music what they're involved with and you just are like okay this is someone i could and when you're that young um i could be getting my dates wrong because i'm not for dates but in ages but when you are that young and something comes into your life that is so i think prominent you kind of learn how to deal with it like you kind of go okay it means more to you because it was so young you were younger and it came to you at a time when things weren't easy and it kind of gave you strength or gave you some kind of grounding that you needed at that time and then it's like okay but then it changed for me later on because when I met my best friend later on um we've been we were really best friends for about seven years or so um and we liked the same music and we liked the same songs that's how we bonded and when i lost her it kind of ruined the song for me i mm. can't listen to it anymore mm. but i can still think of it and be like okay i like it and i can listen to her other stuff but it's very weird how you can't listen to a certain song after like you you loved it and then it meant so much but then a specific event happened in your life that made you not be able to and it's weird how then music and life then just sort of changes i guess i don't know if that makes sense absolutely um, no, no it's, it's really well put and indeed that actually strikes at the the ethos of the show where like, i talk about um these links that we have between um music and stories as anchoring so it's a term from nlp where you literally um yeah. forge that link between you know the most common example i give is like your first um dance at a wedding you know the couple will have like picked a song and you know what they want etc so when it gets played at the wedding you know they take in everything around them that's going on you know the person in front of them the people the atmosphere so that when they hear the song again elsewhere they go oh look 
there's our first dance song and as exactly. you said our anchor can change every time so you say if it's it's connected to a very special person and then for whatever reason they're no longer around in your life then as you said you there is there is sort of a couple of pathways you can take it where you you reinforce the old anchor where like okay that's a connection for me back to them and the times we shared or you know the fact that they're not here now you go okay you know it, it it's a different anchor you know you associate that with them not being here so you're right, it's yeah. very, it's intricate. We don't necessarily consciously work that out. We're not going to go, right, you know. Um, sometimes we feel that outburst emotion, right, I'm never going to listen to that again, I'll never do this. But it's like, you just, it's natural. You just, you, you feel something, a different sensation when you hear it. Um, when you hear it, then when time. it positive. Yeah. It used to be the song that we used to listen to together. Right. Religiously. And now it's the song where if I listen to it, it just doesn't, it feels weird so I've kind of like yes I still have it in my playlist and it, yes it comes up but I tend to not go to it anymore like as um, as a constant um, but then that's how amazing music is and then how like new stuff come in and you find new type of music that kind of fills that void in a different way, the same kind of, um, you know. So I then kind of just, uh, it'll go an anchor, I have just go on another. I found another artist called Amistat, A-M-I-S-T-A-T. There okay. are two lads that do their flexor country you hear their music on Instagram a lot, and it's the song "The Night We Met." Okay. Um, I'll send you the the whole playlist. Yeah, 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 sure, sure. Um, but this song just for some reason reminds me of um, you know, Mumford and Sons. Yeah. So it's sort of like that kind of vibe, and, and we used to listen to that that kind of music was our thing. And then when I found this song, it sort of balanced it out. So gravity mm. sort of went out, but this song then came in. So now I listen to that and I think of the night that we met. <laughs> so it's really weird. So I kind of use that song now as when I miss her or if I want to like be close to her or something, then mm. I listen to that and then sort of brings back the memories of how we met. So it's like, it kind of it's mad how music just um don't know if that makes any sense but absolutely sort of... i i it's it's a i love that response for the for the place that it came from from being very heartfelt and you can tell that like um there's emotions surrounding those songs that you've mentioned and with the person involved right and yeah. this is this is actually why i give the person the mic to to express how they want to express it you know um much as i say these this the show is about stories and what have you it is a chance for us to almost kind of um reflect back at what we do have because i think that we've all got these moments and people and stories in our lives and it's like do we kind of even um talk about them enough share them enough i think there's more we can do so like what you say makes complete sense because i think you know i'm certainly listening going i completely resonate with how you feel because there are you know certain tracks that link to certain people in in my space and um, the way you talk about that you can even hear new songs that are similar kind of anchors that you can utilize in different ways but 
when it comes to that innate ability of music to hone in on the emotion you're feeling, that's why I think the whole realm of look, um, music, dance, art, all those sort of creative formats let Are you do incredible. that. Yeah, but I the, the thing I think about music is that it's so um, almost readily accessible. Like, you know, nowadays with the advance of technology, you can literally plug any headphone in or get any device and you'll have access to thousands of songs and um, sounds, etc. And not diminishing it from, say, like dance, for example, where you can certainly watch people dance, but for you to actually experience it, you know, is it requires you to get moving. And sometimes you're not necessarily in that mood or, you know, you've got Ever. some belief about, yeah, dance, yeah, the belief about dance. You, you know, a lot of people say, and I agree with this, that like dance, for example, is very unique in terms of releasing, you know, um, emotions, uh, the actual physical health benefit you can get from it. But with music, it's like, I'm not saying it's like the lazier way, but it's literally like just take headphones and you you only get that connection with yeah. that music, you know, and you yeah. pick that. So I think it's, you're, you're very right to say music has that innate ability. That's why I never leave the house without my headphones, because if things come up or like, and that's why I am a recovering person with PTSD. Like I am in recovery. So like, I, that's why I chose, cause I know what, basically what it's like to be so trapped in your head and so afraid and guilt ridden that even going out the door sometimes can be like a whole big thing and that's where music kind of helped me was that I could put my headphones on put my playlist on and just go and enjoy my life as best mm. as I can but you will never see me out and about out without my headphones in like that is just or even just one because you can ju it just sort of if things come up or like an old anxiety or something then you can just go in your playlist put that song on that sort of helps you from to just get you through that 10 minutes and I think whenever you um so I grew up in Germany, so a lot of my music is German-based as well. Okay. So it's like sort of a lot of German artists and it's sort of English mixed with Irish and it's it's sort of like European playlist kind of thing. Nice um, wide mix. Yeah, and but there's like recently where someone said, um to me life is a tr trust fall someone said this to me you need to take life as if it's you know when you do a trust fall with another person and you fall sort of back and they have to catch you oh yeah yeah kind of that and then you have to lean yourself into it so like even though it scares you and you don't think you'll you can trust life that life will give you the things that you want you still have to fall into it to actually, I guess. Be caught. Be caught and to then thrive. And then at the same time of that day, Pink came out with the song Trustful. So literally five minutes after this analogy was given to me, because at that stage I was just like, 
what's the point? Like, life is just shit, you know? How can I trust it if, if it's so unsteady? Mm. And then um, Pink came out and gave that fall, I don't know, on her new album. Pink's right. new album is phenomenal. Um, just a warning, I jump. I have ADHD, so I jump from, like, subject to subject. All good. So this so is your I show, not at all. Just, um, all good. Tell me. All good. Um, so, yeah, so I just, and that's one of the songs that I use as well now, is, like, if I'm afraid to do anything, like, for an example, like, put myself out there or um, think, okay, like, us as coaches, we have our own doubts sometimes and our own sort of are we doing the right thing are we right to do this job are we qualified you know all the the stigma that comes with it and i listen to that and it's like okay i can do it because you just need to trust in the process or trust in life that even though you don't have the control all the time life will catch you in the way that it's meant to you just have to lean trust enough to lean into it i guess that's really nicely put um i like the analogy of you know um leaning and seeing if you'll be caught and almost having that kind of um little bit of blind faith sometimes because you said um there are times especially as you said in the profession we're in of like are we doing the right thing it's not really a, a worn path by especially people around us and um you know there's a lot of relative uncertainty but you know this is great when you're able to find those um you know inspirations through music to go yeah you know i can work through whatever i'm feeling except what i'm feeling that's the great part of it and then thrive on so it's brilliant that you've been able to cultivate a whole playlist for yourself in that regard like you know we i think playlists today obviously that um uh expansion on things like we used to make before like mixtapes or things like that where you know you would make it for somebody but the idea today that you can make it for yourself and indeed look the soundtracks that people have shared you know on the show so far um have all been you know personal you know connected um pieces but also the point of it to share is like you know if it helped you then look hey make help somebody else at the very least let them introduce themselves to new music and things yeah. like that but the fact that you're able to use that and go um i can pretty much have a wide range of songs bands whichever uh to tap into a certain emotion or help me through a certain um scenario i think it's very powerful yeah and i i also use i think music why it's so it sometimes gives you the um kraft wait called what's the german i'm just saying german there sorry um the strength uh-huh. to actually go out and do something so like or yes. even stand up for yourself and say in a situation wait a sec i'm not letting you do this anymore mm. or even just relaying a message that you can't self sort of relay and I remember it was just a couple of years ago, so I was at a a gathering and some people showed up that let's just say shouldn't that mm. 
I wasn't okay with ever seeing. Um, and I just, I don't know if you know, do you know Kesha? Sounds, rings a bell. From TikTok, she sang that song TikTok or Blame oh. It on the Alcohol. Oh, you're losing me now. <laughs> okay. Well, it's, um, there's a praying, there's a song called Praying. Right. And it's uh, basically um, her basically in the lyrics standing up for herself saying that I'm not allowing you to take space in my life anymore. Mm. But she couldn't, she said this in an interview, she couldn't outright say it without writing it down and singing it to the people. So she just put it out for the world and targeted this group of people. Her. So it was sort of like her message to everyone that her way of saying, I'm taking my power back. So I think that's where music's also helped me is to relay messages to people when I can't. Like I've gone to people say, Here, I'm going to send you a song. This is how I'm feeling. Listen to it. Killian, keep going. I'm just going to plug my laptop in, but carry on. I'm right here. Yeah, yeah, no, no, it's okay. Um, if that makes sense. So it's like you give people... I've given people sort of... I've literally texted people that have hurt me or bullied me at school and I've sent them a song saying they wanted to be friends with me again. I was like, fuck off, basically. Oh, Sorry for my you. language. But it good was sort you. of like no, I, sent no, them this, I sent them this song called Praying, basically. And um, by Kesha, and they texted me back going, Okay, I understand now. Have a good life. Bye bye. <laughs> and it was sort of like cordial and nice, but they got the message, and it was like, Well, look, that's actually a great example, I think, of um, asserting boundaries. Like, we yeah. speak a lot in our lines of work about boundaries, you know, they're um, defining them, communicating them, and actually defending them. And look, that's a, a great example where like, look, as much as we want to be cordial and forgiving of other people, there are sometimes a limit to go, look, um, you've crossed boundaries before. I'm now defending them. I'm coming from a place of higher self-worth, having worked on myself. I'm not saying I'm better than you, but no. I would rather, you know, stick to my own boundaries and, you know, play it out in this way. And it's great that you're able to do that. And when you mentioned that, you know, um, there are artists now that communicate you know, um, or even share their own experiences to the world, especially relating to someone else in their space, but that could easily relate to the same scenario happening to the listener. You know, you yeah. hear of many artists doing that. You know, I think is it Taylor Swift does a fair bit of that. Yeah, um, and Demi, Demi Lovato is one of right. my heroes. Like, she, her, all of her stuff is all sort of... It, she says it's her book of her thoughts mm. to people. And yes, it's public, but she says, my life is public anyway. So she kind of uses, and Taylor does the same. So like she, they put out stuff that she knows and they know that they're going to reach people. And there's a couple of like Taylor songs that have just as well, like in moments where, you know, things get wrong, but definitely Demi. Because Demi has this, Demi Lovato has some of the same similar problems that I have. So you can kind of like sort of um, 
sort of, I guess, identify with the singer a lot more when they're singing because it's literally like, what you're saying is my life. <laughs> it's Absolutely. Not... And, and going back to the earlier point you made about the unique um, ability of music to do that, I think when you do hone in on a, a song or even a band that seems to resonate with, um, I guess, how you feel about, I guess, the 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 uh, pinpoint of the culture at large, right? It's just an ability to tap into things like frustration or um, hope or um, resolve. You know, I think, though, personally, I think, though, at the moment today, those kind of bands and movements are in short supply. Um, yes. You know, the... The, the one example I'll pick at the moment is, um, so there's a, a punk band called uh, Kid Capici. Yeah. And yeah. The, uh, okay, you've heard them, brilliant. Yeah. So um, they, I think, tap into the kind of uh, general frustration we're having through a very... Um, Real uh, and honest way. Yeah, exactly. It, it's uh, very raw. Oh, auto-tuned, let's put it that way. Yeah, ex <laughs> exactly. But it's... It, you know, I, I, I caught them um, when they were supporting Liam Gallagher live last year. Was it last year? Yeah. Uh, oh, wow. Years, might have been two years ago. And when I heard, I saw them live, I had, I had nothing about them. I had no idea who they are. They were the support act. Um, and they were, they were just, like, explosive live. Like, you know, real uh, power to their, their sound and real vitriol. And there was one song, you know, New England came on. And I thought, right, I have to get home and hear the, um, the full version of that. And, you know, when I heard it, it just blew me away from the, um, from all perspectives, you know, the instrumentation, the lyrics, the, the delivery. Um, so, but I thought, okay, that's really tapped into how I personally feel at large. And then there are, you know, artists and bands that hone in on your exact situation. So it could, often it's maybe a relationship thing. Um, but I love those artists that speak about what they say, a universal truth. You know, many of the artists I follow have that. Um, spirit of like you take the meaning of the song as it means to you yes yeah. to me I've written it from a perspective of it's directed to person A but you take it how you want to because it's that kind of um, yeah. ambiguously written if you will I think also just to go off on that point is that I think I use a lot of people that I work with I say look use music like you can I may well, I may take a song and it means something, the same song, I, I do this someone someone that I worked with a while back, and I said to them, okay, well, listen to this one song. Just just you listen to it. It's going to mean something different to me, but, but it's going to mean something different to you, and then you tell me what it meant. And sometimes it's found that they've found that it's easier for them to explain how they're feeling or what they're de dealing with is if they have a common... But we listened to it and it, we 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 took two different scenarios from mm. it so like it meant something like it was something really weird i think it was like free falling that we listened to you know from tom perry okay free fallen uh what's it called is it free fallen i've got it here wait sorry let me just get the right name yeah so, free fallen so did you pick the song in when with these sessions with people like you and then you no. get just in this one um session that i did okay. um a year ago and i do this sometimes where when clients or people that i'm helping or just mm. in discussions i say okay randomly just pick a song and we'll listen to it 
Oh, okay, nice. And it's sometimes it gets them out of their heads a bit. Because sometimes yes. when we're trying to discuss our issues or on a problem or can't move forward, I do this with clients where I just randomly say, right, okay, we're taking a break. You just go on your phone and pick a song. It doesn't matter what song, just pick one. And we'll listen to it. And it sometimes then gets them out of their heads and thinking a bit clearly because they're not in that intense environment that they, if that makes sense, it just takes them away for a minute so that then they can come back. But just coming to your point that you said that everyone takes it like, you know, free falling for me is like going out with my friends and having a good time. And for them, it was, oh, I'm having a struggle. This is actually affecting me in a way, but in a positive way, but in an emotional way. And it was like, I just want to party when I think of that song, you know? So well, that, it's just... that, that's the, the, the nuanced relationship that we have with music. It's all individual. And I think, you know, as yeah. a wider point that away from music, you know, um, I was just reading something earlier today about, you know, neuroplasticity where um, we shape our own reality. And, you know, I know this is yeah. a little bit of a tangent, but we shape our own reality depending on uh, our interpretations that our own system forms. So as you said, the, the same stimulus, the same song, two different reactions. Yeah. And that's the brilliance of, um, you know, when you, when you hear a, a, a song um that's even crafted well it's not even about the um you know the the technical ability of it but you know um it's like this um you know last couple of weeks you know the the new beatles song came out the final yeah. beatles song now and then right and you saw like how it was all formed like you know they created new technology to clean up an old demo tape of john lennon and then paul mccartney and ringo Starr added the instruments themselves using old um uh, tracks from a previous yeah. recording session to say that like you know a band that's not been around for 50 years live can still release a new song and when you hear it you're like okay um not only do you, you it's it's funny because you you are you, kind of a little bit preloaded with like okay wow this is a new beatles song i'm hearing you know i wasn't alive when they were in, as a band and all this kind of thing so it feels like as modern beatles fans yeah you're like wow i'm getting here to hear a brand new song so you're already like right this is, is what's it going to be like you know and when you hear it you're like okay you can hear the work that's been put into it and you know when you add in the story of how it was all made it's like you know all sorts of um you know um feelings emotions run through you and then obviously you know you make you for me it makes me go right i'm gonna listen to the back catalog again which you know they did release the red and blue album again um so you're like right i'll just put them on and then you're like wow you know you just reconnect and then you reconnect um, with like old songs and literally literally like it's mad how that works you know um it's crazy like the beatles are not too shabby like the beatles not, yeah not bad at all right for four lads from like, liverpool not too bad yeah but i've like i would be more i know this is a bit controversial probably i welcome but that. i am a more little bit more of a queen i'm a queen dude um, nice queen. nice favorites oh um bohemian rhapsody is up there um must be um 
we were we were rock you just because we did it in class like every single day and it was just like, like you know um what's the bike bicycle one? Oh uh, my god i want to ride my bicycle there you go uh fat girl um uh, what's the name is it called fat fat bottom girls yeah there you go see like i'll know the songs but the titles are just like sometimes they just there's so many of them that you just uh, this is of, what i mean they, somebody you know, loves, like, which ones um you know there's there's just a list but beatles is just literally uh the queens are just when i'm hyped up and i'm really hyper and i just want to just dance around in my room and no one watching well, that's that, that's exactly the kind of band that you would associate with doing that, you know. Just yeah, whether you play an instrument or not, you know, you, you, you're trying to mimic Freddie Mercury with his poses, or Brian May twiddling away on a solo, or Roger Taylor's whacking out the drums, and it's like that's the band that will let Queen's you do that. Phenomenal. Like Queen's just like the Beatles are legend in their own right. But I think Queen is just, there's something about them that's yes. just yeah, yeah, yeah. a little bit more, I don't know, I, it's not like they're any worse than another, but they're just, I think, I feel like Queen is just slightly above the Beatles in the sense of It's a funny thing, there's no like league table per se it's like you know no, there it's like that it's personal preference but i think what the um the documentary bohemian rhapsody did or the biopic whatever you want to call it yeah. it it showed people the power of the band like yeah. everybody will probably know a queen snippet here and there you might know the whole song but everybody knows uh we will rock you pretty much everybody knows bohemian rhapsody or no don't stop me now all these songs but to see them like you know how they were crafted and again the story of the people themselves you know, Freddie Mercury's own story, you know, the fact that, you know, he wasn't even the singer to begin with, that uh, they chucked out the old one and he happened to be there. And then even how they crafted songs, you know, was it We Will Rock You start with Brian May yeah. going, I just want a song the crowd can interact with. And he just yeah. started with the simple, you know. Yeah. And it's like, shit, that's how he started the song, right? And, and they were bored. They were, right, exactly. And you're just like, wow, wow. Just, and then, and now you know, it's like, literally like there's renditions of that song in every single corner of the world right everybody you know? knows it and and again when i saw that like you know you get home and you stick the greatest hits on and this is what i mean if like bands that are iconic like that will do that because i think they inspired um people they inspired movements moments but they caught the almost public spirit or collective spirit for short amounts of time look the beatles weren't yeah, around definitely. too long especially touring queen same thing you know they even disappeared for a, a period of time before they came back finally right um you know oasis uh, were my oh. favorite um you know supersonic the documentary caught their yeah. two three year rise to fame when they were doing nothing in 93 to you know nebworth in 96 but it's just it was brief moments but they caught the spirit and that's still you know echoing through yeah. the years like even Blur did that for me there we go like i wouldn't be an oasis like I, I do like oasis but um i think i'm a little bit too i'm a bit younger so it You're wasn't 
you know what I mean? Like it was just uh, at school and stuff. Blur was like, um, was this the? It was played. I mean, in every single yeah. common room at school. It would be because look, they they were the band that also captured the times. And look, look, they released a new album. Was it this summer when they toured? Wasn't it really? They toured. I don't uh, know. They uh, what they do? They did Wembley for two three nights. I'm sure. And they did a new album. Because um, that was like, there was okay, the whole thing of like, is, is Britpop coming back? Because look, Blur came back, Pulp came back, and then was like, always well, Oasis. Pulp like, came back, that was happen. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? You see? They, it's, it's just all these uh, classic bands coming back. I mean, but definitely, like, a lot of people saying that about Blur. You know, um, the, the the uniqueness that they caught, you know, they, they were all about, you know, the the British culture nature and and you can see it reflected through their materials so it became it began very kind of self-reflective then it became very kind of like you know bit you know with like part life and that bit sort of cockney wide boy type thing and then it turned back into that kind of again self-doubt deprecation towards you know the end of the 90s which the whole Britpop movement was kind of about but but so i mean look we cited two bands in blur and queen which for whatever collective reason nailed it yeah, right. they just are timeless. Perfect words, timeless, timeless. right? Yeah, and they... like in fifty years' time, they're still going to be as popular as they were fifty years ago. Exactly, exactly, and um... and, and I just feel that I, it's a question I think I've reached on this uh, show before of like, who are the ones today that are going to be, you know, revered or remembered? I think like, like the real like the proper songwriters like i know it's like but i think like niall horn who writes his own mm. music who plays his own guitars i think mm. all the ones that write and play yeah themselves like mm. ed sheeran taylor swift you know niall horn um even harry i think harry styles might be there in about 30 years i think his music just not that he's i'm a fan but like just sort of that kind of Staying away from the auto tune stuff Too right. and the mass production, I think those ones will be. I think Ed Sheeran will definitely be still as popular in thirty years as he is now because he's just what he does is just different. I think than, but music now in the last like eight to ten years isn't what it was. 15 years ago or even before that or even before that you yeah know? indeed like the proper musicians aren't really there anymore um it's all computerized and algorithms and what's going to make the most funny. money you know the choices that are made you know to even put bands on labels and get them through anyway yeah. and you know even like we as a consumer sport for choice when it comes to like you know music consumption you can go on youtube spotify apple whatever you want itunes whatever you want to do but you know who's it said the other day um there's another podcast they were saying that like um artists right. on spotify get next to nothing yeah and you know when it comes to having a voice against that it's it's difficult to get going especially if you're not necessarily that well known um yeah right in, in terms of you know yeah um i have a lot of musician friends and they just say it's 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 a hard it's easier just to 
sell their own stuff on Instagram yeah. and stuff like then yeah. Spotify because on Spotify they don't get they don't get it you know exactly and, and that's before we even talk about you know uh, material ownership rights isn't it is it again Taylor Swift that just re-released her album that she made herself in her own yeah. label because it got yeah. you know because yeah. um, well, she I got I think something with the other label or something loads yeah. yeah a load of money was cut off there and given go. to the label so she stopped doing it and just opened up her own label because <laughs> that's what you're doing it oh, I'll just open my own label that's fine yeah <laughs> just do that yeah. so I wanted to but ask um what was the uh last song that you um felt that anchoring or connection to that inspired maybe a certain emotion a certain link what was the last song what's my last song um now you're talking <laughs> um probably it's it's an old one but okay just because um it's more of a happy one, so like it's an apparent one. It's from Demi um, Lovato, and it's called "I Love Me." Oh, uh, nice. And it's basically the reason why I like her is so she has bulimia, and I had bulimia as well. So it's sort of like still have, and it's it's not a downer. It's sort of like I love me no matter what, with the illness or not. I still can have a fulfilling life and kick ass and it's sort of it's sort of my anthem at the minute and I listen to it every day um because it kind of just reminds me that despite society telling you how you're meant to look and how you are and um all the noise that you're a damn kick ass person and that you can do anything you know so it's just damn it's right just one of them, yeah it's just one of them songs that i just kind of take with me to remind me that you're you're just fine the way it is where you are and it's not going to like hurt you or um you know yeah really that's well said that, yeah really well said Thanks. Yeah, that's that's really nice because, uh, as I was saying before, if, like sometimes you didn't, sometimes you don't necessarily know. Um, you know, there's a certain emotion inside you that you want to mm. um, understand or release or you know get your head round. And when you hear something that just seems to nail it, especially whether you know in the messaging that it gives, you know whether it's through the music, the lyrics, the delivery, or whatever it might be, you're like, wow, and the the connection gets get the the connection you form gets even stronger whether you repeat the song or um you know whether that leads you on to to listening to other material as well but you know the the strength of the the connection you get from just the fact that it's able to express the emotion um that you were feeling without you even trying to find it i think that's yeah. one of the most remarkable things so in that regard like do you you mentioned your plays playlist before do you have certain songs that link to certain emotions from your perspective? Yeah. So I have ones that pump me up. Okay. And I have ones that sort of remind me of people. Mm. And then there's also ones that if I need to let emotions out and okay. I can't 
I tr I'm a very sort of bold up person. So there's certain songs I listen to that just the minute I hear it, I'll just start crying. So like, you know how people need that healthy release sometimes? 100%. And I just have, I have a mixture. So there's ones, so like from anything to do with David Bowie is like, or Queen, or like Police, U2, things like that. They're the ones that I just listen to and just dance around in my room and just blow off steam. So there's like, do you know the version? I can't listen to the English version because I grew up with the German version, but nine, 99 Red Balloons. Oh, I've heard, okay, Nina. I've heard this. Okay, right, right, yeah. Yeah, so, but I can only listen to the German version. Um, okay. It's the one that I listen to when I miss home. Oh. You know, so then I listen to the cheesy song um, <laughs> a bit. Um, so, like, there's there's a mixture like I can't really and then sometimes I go off that kind of music and then I go like on a different route so I have my playlist that is mm. my playlist that I go back to with my 34 songs and then when I'm sick of them I kind of just go everywhere <laughs> I don't really have the only kind of music I do not listen to is metal. Okay. I can't. Um, but everything else, I I don't really have a favorite band or music. I just love music. That's the way I see it. Because um, music's been good to me. So it's gotten me through some stuff. So... I just, said. I, yeah, it's, it's, you need, we need to respect the classics, I think. The classics need to be respected and shared and talked about more because um, they're not enough these days. Um, well, I, 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 I see that, you know, being played out in front of us. I think, to be honest, like a lot of the, um classic bands that we speak of they're still around what the rolling stones for example released a new album this yeah. summer blur toured this summer um, queen did too the queen did queen always do the beatles released their... a new song it, it, they're still there and you know, they're still they're not there for the sake of we're making up the numbers they're still selling silly amounts and stuff like that and yeah look there's also i guess um some uh, of those will say, yeah, but they're just in it for, you know, the money or, you know, what else are they going to do? But it's like, they, actually, you see a lot of them just being it. Well, we enjoy the creative process and making the music. And, you know, when you see it reflected in their new materials, like, okay, this is still really um, uh, well done, produced, relevant, if you will. And you're like, well, okay. So why why don't we seem to see any more new artists coming up? It's like it's what we we're saying before. Of like, is the industry I guess shaped in that way at the moment to lend itself to creating those new bands or moments or creation? Because is is it more about the who's going to make me the most money? Who's going to make me the uh, money quickest? Uh, who you know? And to that extent, to the to the uh, access we've got to music, we've now 
got to add in a TV show element. The whole who's mm. the winner of X Factor, Pop Idol, or whatever is still going on at the moment. They're the ones that get, you know, pushed at us. Yeah, I feel music now is like a factory. Just pump That's out it. as much as possible. <laughs> Production line. Exactly. Yeah. And, pump you know, that... that that's what led me to the question earlier of like well um how are we gonna get the bands that people are going to talk about in 40 50 odd years but as you said there are pocket of the song the songwriters that still um create their own craft and as you said sticking to you know say sticking to those principles but i guess there is something common that with those bands that we've spoken about, they wrote their own stuff. There was no army of songwriters or things like that. And there's nothing to necessarily say there's anything wrong with that per se. But it does seem interesting that all the people that we talk about did everything themselves. All the bands we've spoken about wrote their own stuff, played their own stuff all the time. All the time. Yeah. And just, you know... Uh that yeah and and you know and they, and they whatever amount of time you you know care to pick them where how long the band lasted for it's like they never necessarily moved away from that it was always you know well okay if there is one songwriter in the band that's their thing they might even share the duty sometimes but the the um concurrent theme is that it's their own material and then you know people then seem to um resonate with them and that Definitely. you know the, the clamor at the moment is you know to to bring certain bands and people back you know, you know as i say an oasis fan that the question is always asked when they're coming back it's like to be honest i don't think they will at the moment but you know the the, the fact that there's still a clamor even today you know even some of like liam and noel's recent gigs especially liam's is like the the um the young age average of the crowd was he was like you know there were kids here that weren't even born when you know our material came, came out. out exactly and it's like wow to see these new people getting into it it's like well this is the point when as we said before the classic bands keep going keep resonating um and even bands like you know from the 80s we mentioned queen i see iron maiden they do like massive tours everywhere with the with the theatrics that they produce is like wow um incredible exactly yeah um i wanted to just quickly uh end on a couple of questions about um live music so has yeah. live music ever played a part of um you know things like creating anchors and things like that for you mm. to be fair like not unless not mm. i haven't been able to in the last like 15 years i have okay. in the last couple of years like let it more in and stuff right um but because of the crowds and stuff yeah. i couldn't really do it but at school um before everything kicked off and i got ill and um things got dark um i do you remember radio one used to do radio one weekend yeah day? yeah radio one weekends yeah and we were at school and this was when it cheering came out with lego house and eminem went and there was one year in bangor in north wales and we all put in tickets like we all won tickets for it and vip stuff and like because they did the free tickets um mm. you put your email in and they pull out so many and we all got tickets and that i swear to god was one of the best 
concerts I've ever been to in my life. So you had like Eminem, you had Rihanna, you had Pink, you had wow. Ed Sheeran, Mumford and Son. Like it was just this sort of That's a hell of a lineup. Yeah, so it was like a three day thing and because mm. we were only like an hour away from like literally thirty minutes actually where my school was, we could literally just get the train down. So it's like every day we just went down for the day. <laughs> And it was like, that was probably the last, that was it. And I'm okay if I can sit down. So in Munich, when Pink came to Munich mm. and she did her fun house tour and the whole acrobatics that she does and everything. And I think that was by far till this day, my favorite, like, I get live music, but I prefer, I still prefer it if it's just in my own house and I can just listen to it and there's no screaming people, no big lights, True. no crowd. No one holding up an iPad or camera it. blocking your views, like, oh, bloody hell. Yeah. And it, it takes away from the experience of listening to it and now... Mm. You can listen to all the live stuff on YouTube and stuff. Like the whole concerts yeah. now are all recorded and stuff. So yeah, and like four K and you know repeated camera angles yeah. and better sound. Yeah, you're not wrong there. Yeah, not wrong there. So I would say live stuff isn't for me, but I do like going now. But I just I I would rather listen to it in my own home. It's no, sort of that makes just, sense. Complete know. sense. It's, as you say, it's a, there is something to be said, as you said, when you've got the experience of being able to listen to it from the comfort of your own home, uh, on like on repeat, so you know not you have to miss anything or you know replay as many times as you want. Yes, there is something to be said of going there and experiencing it. You know, much of it, I guess, is about the experience of being in a a crowd. But as you said, even with that, you know. Um, if you're in a, a tight, compact crowd or, you know, you happen to have tall people in front of you, if you're on the shorter side, it's like it's, you're half struggling for your position and things like that. It can, like, take it away. And sometimes, you know, the, these days can be long. Like, if you're going to see a big band who are not going to be on till, say, 9 o'clock in the evening, but if, you, if you're in a standing, like, you've got a standing ticket, you want to get there quite early so you get a decent spot up front, otherwise you're going to be at the back and you're like, right, I just could have, you know, and you end up watching either the screen or some very, very tiny figures on stage. You're like, I kind yeah, of see it's, it's that. Um, but it no, I, I get I understand the people that love it mm. and do it. But I, I'm just, I'm an old, like, <laughs> like I'm too, no. Yeah. Like those days are gone. Yeah, like, yeah. That's, that's exactly right. Like... Like, I've done it once. I've got the t-shirt and. If someone yeah. else can take take over that now, yeah. you know. If I'm going to go, I'll I'm go in, and it's just in a seat where it's a bit, like, not mental. Um, but always, you said, watch it, watch it from home, what have you. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Killian, that's uh, nearly our hour done, unbelievably. Um, yeah. Before we go, oh. did you just want to share about, like, where people can find you if they want to, you know, reach yeah, out to you, so, what you do, etc. So. Um, you can follow me on Instagram, and it's, my page is PTSD underscore coach um follow me dm me um yeah and that's i post regularly new content and 
always free to DM me and ask questions and yeah, see, and I'll answer them as quickly as I can. Perfect. Well, um, for those uh, listening on the replay, thanks for listening to the show and we'll catch you on the next one. Thank you so much for checking out this episode of Soundtrack of Your Life. Please do like the video or podcast, comment with your thoughts below, subscribe to the channel and sign up to be a guest on the show. Feel Supersonic.